Life is what you make it. Like it's you. You choose to do whatever you want to do. That was Hannah Jensen. This is Dougie, the podcast. Welcome to Dug It, episode 7 with Hannah Jensen. Uh, this episode's pretty special. Um, Hannah met Hannah last week at her amazing studio. It's the most beautiful space. She, uh, she actually said she dreamed about this space for four years before she got it. But um, she's an amazing artist. Uh, yogi as well. She's like Cirque du Soleil level yogi. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, she's just a wonderful soul, does so much good work. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to actually rush off to yoga shortly, so I'm just going to get this one out here. I'm going to let the talk talk for itself. Um, and if you're wondering about Tanya's podcast uh, from the Wellness Hub, that's going to come out this week, so we've got a little juice giveaway and stuff for that, which, uh, so it's a bit late, but it's a bit sweeter. And um, yeah, tune into this one. Hannah's a joy. It's It's... It's my favorite one yet. <laughs> just because it's so energetic, she's just a lovely person to be around. Um, there's so much to take out of this conversation with her art routine, her, uh, how she structures her day, her friends, how she's, you know, she's the definition of success for me, doing what she loves and doing it in such a, a kind, beautiful way. So uh, without further ado, I'll, uh, I'll let Hannah do the talking and uh, whether you're off to church or off to yoga, wherever you are, uh, the song will make sense uh, when you listen to the episode. Enjoy. But they are good. They're, oh, they're made with love. Um, that is like goodness in my belly. Cool. Yeah, I think that's better levels. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, awesome. Round take two. Take <laughs> that, two with chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to eat the chocolate. Got okay. some coconut green tea. Oh. And a, bit, a little bit layered cacao cake. Which is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Every girl needs some chocolate in her life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in Hannah's super magical, beautiful studio here. This place is... I want to take photos and put them on the site so people can see it for themselves. But um, it's, it's so cool to get to like an artist's studio. And I had no expectations coming down here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it blew me away. It's very cool. Well, thank you for coming. It's um, yeah. great to have you here. And yes, I'm very blessed to share this space with two other incredible artists. Some great energy. Yeah, that's very cool. The other and the other artists, what their names are? Uh, Linda Holloway and Cruz Jimenez. And it's Linda Space. Linda Space. Space. Linda yeah. owns this beautiful building yeah. and shares it with us. So I get to uh, live here, which is awesome because it's so close to the city. 
and work here, and the others just work here. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you're working on, so this piece you said it's from a, a guy in Australia who contacted you through a site. You're working on multitasking, cake, tea, and painting. <laughs> and painting. <laughs> and, talking, and talking. And podcasting. <laughs> We're doing it all. Yeah, so this amazing guy emailed me. He's an Australian client. I think originally he was actually from New Zealand, but he's been to Africa and he has an affiliation with the beautiful African tribes over there. So he spotted one of my works from 2006, which was an African portrait, and said he'd love me to do another couple. So he's chosen a male and female uh, from the Maasai tribe, and I'm just painting them up to then send them over. Yeah, it looks very cool. Thank you. Yeah. And so... Because you've been doing art for a while now. I saw, like when I was back in Auckland, I saw, I think I heard about you through that Saatchi show. Oh yeah. But how long have you been creating? Yeah. Well, you just... <laughs> Since I was born, yeah. <laughs> I came out creating. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty lucky that I've always wanted to be an artist. So and and my mum was very artistic. She was a potter. So what she like growing up, she just made some incredible things at home. Always on the kitchen bench with slabs of play uh but i suppose i went all through school i did a lot of art and then went straight to university and did my bachelor in you know fine arts at aut so you grew up in auckland no um born in england came out here before i was turned um spent a couple of years in whangarei with my family and then we moved to auckland from the age of five okay yeah So your dad, your mum and dad are English originally? Uh, Dad's English German and mum is Kiwi. Oh, okay. So dad's, uh, dad stayed overseas and we came back with mum. Yeah. Mum and my brother. Beautiful. And how's the brother younger, older? He's older. He's three and a half years older than me. Lives in London with his beautiful wife and two divine children. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. And one one of them's... Not well at the moment, though. Yeah. yeah. My beautiful nephew, Jack, is still living in ICU, so he's been there for a year and a half now. So it's a long journey, but when you're born at 24 weeks old, um, it's oh, well. a bit of a difficult start. Yeah. But he's an absolute fighter and a beautiful little boy that brings a lot of love and joy to our family. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so you, did a, so you did Bachelor of Fine Arts. Yeah, so that's right. I was uh, went to AUT, um, graduated when I was 20 with this Bachelor. And oh, wow, so you must have started, started um, when you, because this is a three, is it three, four years? Uh, I did three years, yeah, I was pretty lucky. So you got straight out of school. Straight out of school. I got three scholarships at the end of, like, seventh form. So oh, for your art. For my get... art, so I could kind of skip that first year and yeah. did my Bachelor in three years. Which was great, because I just knew I, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't want to do a taster course of sewing or anything else, <laughs> graphics. Everything I do is by hand, and I, yeah. and I love that um, connection to the process. So, uh, yeah, school, university, and, and I'm just so, I always feel so lucky because I had it, my first gallery when I was 20. Um, must have been in my final year. One of my family members um, down in the Hawke's Bay at the time showed uh, this gallery my my artwork and and you know they took it in and, and actually sold it before I even knew it was there and the gallery called me up and said oh look we've just had a couple of pieces of your artwork sell not even knowing I had them in the gallery and can you you know send some more down and this was like the biggest dealer gallery in the Hawke's Bay at the time and I was like whoa yeah of course so um yeah the demand for my work started quite early on which was really awesome 
think my ego got a little bit of a hit of me though. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of like university, I'm like pumping out all these commissions. Um, but I definitely needed a break and I really needed, I knew that, you know, my artwork was just selling for a couple of hundred bucks each kind of thing when, and <laughs> it wasn't really getting the prices I was like, the hours that I was putting into it. So, um, I took a year off and I went traveling and reconnected with family overseas and my dad overseas and stayed a couple of months in Africa where he is, um, now and then up to, actually ended up doing like 16 carvings for dad at his game, and on his game farm, which was a really intense holiday not so <laughs> not so much holiday um and then spending some time with my brother because he'd moved away from home like maybe six years prior to that um yeah and came back a year later having done 25 countries which was just incredible wow that's a big because you mentioned you sold all your boards too you sold your art was yes. that when you sold your art boards that funded that trip definitely yeah wow. i i mean i've I never wanted a student loan, so actually I started working from the age of 15 to pay for myself to go through university. Mum, my brother and I lived in a state house and there wasn't much money to go around, so mum being a solo mum. Um, so by the age of 17 I'd saved maybe 15 grand to start myself through university. And then through university I had seven jobs to pay for my rent and art supplies, and then I actually came out with, I don't know, maybe eight, nine grand in the bank. So oh, I booked really? my tickets and all of that with, you know, with that money. And yeah. then while, when I started traveling, I didn't really know where I was going as much. I had the first couple of pla um, months planned out. Yeah. But after that, my final year pieces sold through my art rental company. And uh, that fueled me more because that was like, I think, 15 grand. <laughs> <laughs> and I booked out six months of travel. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually was like, where do I want to go? And I was like, I want to check on the Himalayas. Okay, let's go to like Nepal and check the Annapurna yeah. Sanctuary. And I want to go to New York and I want to go to India. And I, and I just booked out like six months of travel and it was so incredible. I mean, I had some fear, but jumping on that plane was the best thing I'd ever done, really. Um, I had oh, been lucky wow. to travel before then, like as a child, like unaccompanied minors to go see dad back and forth overseas. But to do it all by myself was really awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, it was great. And met some incredible people that I'm still in contact with today Yeah, from that travels. And then continue to travel. Like Every year I always want to go overseas. And you know the colours and culture and people are just so inspiring and helps a lot with my artwork. Mm. So is there anywhere, or sounds like you've been like to most places, but is there anywhere on the list that you kind of wanted to get to? Oh, or, I still have, that, I haven't done South America. South America is the... The big one. Yeah, well, I, I'm very lucky to have that connection. Like, a lot of people want to go to Africa, but I've been there several times, and it's just divine, and I'd definitely yeah. go back. But I haven't had that chance or made that opportunity to actually get to South America yet. So that's my kind of calling is to go there, and I'd love to get you know up to the Amazon and see some of these incredible animals that I feel that might not stick around so long because of yeah. the damage we're doing to the world. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've heard some crazy stats with the Amazon. It's hard to put it in perspective, but what... So your dad's got a game park in South Africa, though. Yes, that, he has yeah. a, a game reserve, so um, it protects the animals. Um, and he's had that probably since the last 17 years. It's beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Um, one of my favourite things is, you know, fly there and it takes about 40 hours to, to get there from um, home to home. Mm. Uh, and then just, you know, put my running shoes on and go for a big run around the farm, which is about 10 k's, and, and just be amongst the animals, the zebras and... Oh, giraffes wow. and wildebeest and warthogs and it's an absolutely incredible and so 
It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always rings true. It's like just so major. It's really, yeah. really major, and I'm so blessed to be able to have had that opportunity. And that's like a business for him too, is it? You yeah, can, so it's a beautiful and, lodge, yeah. eco lodge, and you know, and it's solar powered and. Oh wow! It's built big dams, and it's under this beautiful mountain, and it's a what's it? What's it called? Boondocks. Boondocks. Yeah, Boondocks. Boondocks. Dot co dot z a. Go stay with my dad. Um, oh wow! Because you got like just looking up on the wall here, you've got lots of animals, and I've seen plenty of your works are beautiful, and they featured dogs and wild dogs. Wild yeah. wild dogs and different. Um, You've got images of fish and Different cats <laughs> and elephants and the whole shebang. But is, turtles and wolves. Yeah, and, actually, yeah. I love this turtle one above you. But um, so, have you had a? You've kind of got an affinity with animals, is that? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love nature. It uh, makes sense to me. You know, mm. things can get out of control sometimes with um, this world, and when I see nature and and am in nature or with nature the world makes sense to me and I know that mm. it's all going to be okay. So it's just a really calming, inspirational um, thing for me, really. Like, and a huge part of my work, definitely. And so what, was that always... Because you've got an interesting process, like the... Obviously you've got a few, like a variety of prints and works and paintings and then... But the cutout pieces are unique too. Yeah, was that the yeah carved. the carved yeah. work? So was that it like how did you come up with the process or your style or did you always did you stumble upon it? Did you total stumble? Yeah, and <laughs> procrastination kind of... and stumbling and trial and error. <laughs> I was in my second year at university. I was majoring in printmaking. I chose in printmaking. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't have chosen it if, if I was at high school. But by the time I got to university and met all the tutors, I I chose printmaking because of these two incredible tutors that I had. Um, well you know, that were taking it, and learnt so much from them, Felicity West, who's retired now, and Monique Jansen, and these incredible, two incredible women just taught me so much, and I learnt all the techniques, but I did get to a point where I wanted more than just prints on paper, um, even though they were so detailed and, and, you know, lengthy processes that I was going through with all the intaglios and the acids and that kind of stuff, um, but I was, had a really big flat um, in town during university years and I had this chance to paint at home so I was painting all these boards and just stripes I like the action of painting I'm not mm. a great painter at all but I love the action of painting and then I was carving into boards at school so eventually it just amalgamated like the two of those processes came together and I started layering up some boards with paint thinking I would carve through the paint into the wood yeah um but i got these two huge boards for my final year um to and i, I just kept on layering and layering because i was so nervous to start and i got to 23 layers when i ran out of paint <laughs> and i was like right now i have to draw them so i draw these big birds on them these huge gannets and started carving them and that's when i realized i was annoyed i was like oh my god it's gonna take me forever to carve through this paint now it's so thick but that's when i also realized i could carve into it so yeah. i had these at that stage it was just two-dimensional it was like um the paint white paint and then the wood was my shadows so uh yeah that was where i began but i spent a hundred hours carving those two boards for my final year of year two and during that process it was like oh let's try this let's try that let's try this and it was when i came back the following year 
I just ordered up all these boards and different paints and mm. went to Rosine and got all their old paints and tried like everything under the sun. Like does enamels work or how many, what kind of acrylics or matte or in, in, it was just like a science lab. Final year for me was like just trial and error of all these different things. And yeah, I still kind of use that technique today from that, from that final year. Oh, that's very cool. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I do love that there's something textural about them and, it's, it's kind of like a yeah there's that paper cut print making and then the paint there's like a few elements in there well it's kind of like painting in, re in reverse like you, mm. you actually start with all the paint on your board so i now layer anywhere between 30 and 70 layers of paint all by hand so layer dry layer dry up you know over a month and then i carve back through the layers to reveal the different colors underneath and it's quite topographical mm. so it's like you're looking down onto a map and yeah, it's just different pressures, and everyone goes, "How do you do? How do you know?" And it's like, "Well, you've spent like a month layering all the paint." And then you kind of go, "Okay, well, that at level three, you've got the green at level." But it is just a, it's a, you know, I've now been doing it for twelve years, and it's, it's like a second nature. And I, I still love it. I still love the effect that it creates. And I, there's no doubt that I have spent days sometimes, especially if I'm halfway through a board. And I've got another two weeks of carving to go on it, and it's huge. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to take forever. <laughs> but um, I get through it, and the end result is always it's pretty sensational. I don't say that myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something quite different about it, and people are drawn. I love when people from a distance they still look like a painting. It yeah. just looks like a painting. But when you walk towards it, the details kind of come out more and more. And then you, as you get up close, everyone wants to touch them, and that's fine. I mean, I spray them. So you just, Go on, touch them, get in there. Um, yeah, and that, that texture and detail. I studied a lot of Japanese aesthetic through university and I love the contrast between space and detail. So often my work um, will have a really detailed carved out animal, animal, but it will just be in this kind of big space to give that kind of contrast and highlight how much detail there is in it. So, yeah. That's oh, beautiful. It's so cool that you love the process, I think. Yeah, I You have to. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't do it. But the, the like obviously like there's gotta be part of the like what's the what's the most fun part? Is it getting the idea of being like, okay, planning it? Because I find I get halfway through a piece and I might lose inspiration. some of the inspiration and then you have to just like get Persevere. through it. Yeah, and then you start to see like the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. But is there one particular bit that's tough or easy or nice or um i think i try and keep myself inspired every step of the way <laughs> in, in a way like yep. so i'll start the first color is often like so exciting I get the paint on the board and i do these huge i just slap paint everywhere and then i have to like smooth it all out um but i feel like i'm like an abstract artist when i put the first layer on and it's paint everywhere um but then by the you know, the 27th layer, I'm like, oh, God, okay, just keep going, keep going. But for some reason, it is this, people say, oh, you should get other people to lay your boards. But I like it. I love that. I love painting. Mm. <laughs> and it don't have to make it look good. It's just all these brush strokes. And, and then you have to walk away because it's wet and you have to wait for it to dry, which is definitely through winter. It takes a lot longer. But it's, it's all part of it. And then so I walk away and I go pick up the carving tool and I'm working on a board that I've already prepped, you know, like. It's a bit like that cooking show, like, here's a board I prepared <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but I mean, I remember one Christmas, this was years ago, I had all these commissions and I had 70 boards I was layering in a, it was at a crèche 
and they were right next to where I lived. It's like church and like crash and they were, it was empty for a week and they allowed me to put drop sheets down and paint 70 boards and I had it for a week and I had the fans going and heaters going and I, once I'd done a whole layer on all the boards, it actually dried from the beginning so I could start again and go oh. around over the same board. <laughs> it was manic. I also managed to do, finish all those boards in that one week and do 60 hours at the restaurant. <laughs> so, Holy. It was crazy, but I mean, when you're younger you have a little bit more energy. <laughs> well, you've got awesome, contagious, happy energy <laughs> as it is. So It's nice um, to have it back because I've been a bit... Um, been a bit sick in the last couple of weeks so it's so it's really makes you appreciate when you have your energy back to to use it and mm -hmm. um yeah to make the most of it yeah do you feel that's where the motivation comes from that that you've got so i think as an artist you kind of feel you kind of doubt what you do sometimes but there's a quote i kind of an idea that you're the only one with that inspiration or that technique or that idea or you know you're the only one that can see it make it happen so I do have of, that I'm like you if it? you don't do this <laughs> no, one no one else is going to do this so keep going like yeah I yeah. definitely have that thought sometimes especially if I'm, when I'm you know halfway through a carving I'm like no one else is going to finish it like come on get to it but I, there's lots of things I do and have around me that you know keeps me going I, I love listening to TED talks I love listening to podcasts mm. yours included totally dug it <laughs> um and <laughs> And I listen to a lot of music. I mean, these days, you know, at the moment, listening to a lot of Tony Robbins on Saturday. Um, Tony, I, that's Tony Robbins three podcasts in a row. I know, now, I know. It? It's it? actually from you that inspired me to uh, get back to Tony. Uh, um, so I, you know, what do I want to do in the morning? I mean, my biggest thing is like, life is what you make it. Like, it's you, you choose to do whatever you want to do. So I choose to get up every morning and... I pretty much try and jump out of bed, doesn't always happen, but I do definitely get out of bed and I race into my studio and I stick music on really loud, um, luckily no one else is here, uh, then I, you know, make my bed and get all that kind of ready and stick my walking gear on and see if anyone's around for a walk, like this week has been three girlfriends, you know, up and about in the morning, so I join them for a walk, um, and if, if not, I just stick my music on and get out the door and after my lemon water. Um, <laughs> And maybe if I'm layering, like if I'm in the layering stage, I'll get up and literally won't even do anything but go straight, like put the music on and go straight to the boards and yeah. do a layer of paint. Yeah. So at the moment I've got 13 boards in the studio that I'm layering. So that's the first thing I'll do in the morning. For those ones for New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then I will have my lemon water and do everything else and then walk in gear and get out the door. But it's, I think it's a really magic thing for me. It works for me that when I get up, in the morning, and even if it's a 20 minutes, like just to walk around the block. If I don't have energy, I still actually go for a nice meander. But if I'm full of energy, then a nice big walk and trying to get as close to nature. I'm very lucky that I live next to the marina. So going down to the water and yeah. just watching the sunrise is so good. And I'm lucky that I don't have children at the stage that I can just walk out the door and do it. So I do count my blessings on that front at this stage. That's beautiful. <laughs> so that's your kind of normal routine. Yep. Get up, go for a walk, meet someone, have a, like, you know, have a walk and a coffee. Yeah. And, you know, the girlfriends that I'm meeting are also energetic and inspiring and, and it's a great way to start the day to, with someone that you really care for. Um, and, you know, go, what are you doing today and what's happening? And, and then you part and 
get back to the studio and have some, you know, nutritious, delicious, <laughs> like, breakfast and, and continue into it. Yeah. What's So what's the music jam at the moment? Is there anything that's come up that's oh, any I'm club bangers? You just... Club bangers. <laughs> uh, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. I don't... I have to go into my iTunes. I'm so bad at... Oh, we can, if there's nothing comes to mind, I don't worry, but... Um, I have to say, I did, the, like, I heard this crazy thing, and I don't believe it, but it made me giggle and actually get more into it. This, karaoke is really good for weight loss. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't really need to lose weight, but I'm like, it's, I sure love karaoke. So um, I've listened to um, Take Me to Church. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I printed out, I actually printed out. <laughs> The um, lyrics like a few weeks ago now, and now and I was like, oh my god, these are really crazy lyrics when you actually read them. Yeah. Um. So I blast that sometimes and just like sing uh, to myself. Well, <laughs> it's great. I like that. <laughs> but I, I and now earlier, I'm also just... thinking like at the same time I'm like, ah, oh, this is such great weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's so good for the soul. Like, a, like between yeah. art and music, there's this really good, like, empowering, like, soulfulness. Mm. And so I have a lot of, um, yeah, music I listen to. I love listening to Kiwi music. Like, yeah. lots of them. I listen to, like, 660 and Pat Freddy's and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, cool. So. And what else? What, how do you have your coffee, then? <laughs> how yeah. do I have my coffee? I like to keep baristas always guessing. Okay. So, um, I can't really have, I don't, can't have milk, so I have... So you're dairy-free? I'm pretty much dairy-free, yeah. but I do make my own yogurt. Is that for... Oh, I just, I'm lactose, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> when I have milk, it just doesn't make me feel good at all. Because I, I used to smash like two litres of chocolate milk after workouts, <laughs> and my whole life I thought it was like the, the key to being... <laughs> strong and every I don't know yeah. why it just all the marketing and it was funny working on Fonterra and I only just gave it up after I left just kind of got into advertising but when did you kind of have the realisation that that I was allergic yeah when I just kept on it kept on coming back <laughs> yeah. so it's pretty you've been off it for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is really not good. Like, it just keeps on coming back. Oh, I'm like, even though, sorry, just, and, but now we have this variety is like coconut mm. milk and almond milk. Yeah. Um, or coconut almond mix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's so many different varieties. And also the cafes are great at doing it. I mean, I love a good black coffee, like long black is me. But yeah. if I'm going to have some milk or I've done some exercise already and I'm feeling like I need a bit of energy, because I'm only running on my lemon water or something after a couple of hours then um i need like an almond milk like latte or something or flat white um yeah i love my little almond i'm a little bit off i don't like koi anymore oh i don't yeah no okay so almond it is almond it is yeah. almond it is yeah oh, i'm cool. coconut milk um yeah. oh, well that sounds like that's such a good morning routine i think getting out of the house it's it's awesome. it's even in the rain it's yeah. good it's not good if it's like bucketing <laughs> but you're, I'm always surprised when, well, actually, now I'm like, oh, see, it's not that bad once you get out into it. Mm. Um, but much better if it starts at least nice. But I always find in the morning there's a greater chance, much greater chance that it won't be raining. And I'll often get back into the door and then it will bucket down. Yeah. So the earlier you get up, then. Better. The what better. time? What time do you. T- at the up? moment, because it's spring, like, and I have these huge skylights above my bed. Yeah. 
that have no curtains. Um, it's about six twenty yep. that I kind of. But over the, during the winter, it was more like seven ish. So you try and get eight hours sleep or something, do you? I yep. do. I really like my yep. sleep. I've learned that more and more. Like I used to burn the candle mm. with working really late in the studio because I get a second wind and then yeah. I'll work until like midnight and go to sleep and wake up at six. But um, actually. I look at my clock at 8 or not, like 8.30, and go, I need to start getting ready for bed, and it's great to be in bed before yeah. 10. That's, yeah. I I've, really, really enjoy it. Because I've dropped all the day with um, a beautiful, the, um, Abby Lee and Vinny, oh, like yeah. their family, and because they were traveling with their gorgeous baby, who was, like, we were all in bed at 8 o'clock <laughs> every night, with, and it was, I've never been in bed, like, for about 10 days straight at 8 o'clock every night. But it was magic because we woke up at like five or six and like you had this just absolutely awesome day. I'd like scooter down to the beach, run along the beach for a sunrise swim. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, infused me, infused, enthused me to um, just get back into that routine of early nights because yeah. I feel good then when I wake yeah. up as opposed to feeling lethargic and tired. No, I think that's a good... good tip. There's something about the mornings too because they talk about meditating in the mornings too and they wouldn't... There's no one around, or there's something that's before anyone can distract or get into your day. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm guessing you do you try and avoid emails and checking the phone and anything like that. Yeah, yeah. there's one I, I check my my brother and yeah. my mother because of my gorgeous nephew yeah. and because they're all up in London overnight. Then there's usually messages from my yeah. family, and so that's one thing I do kind of check. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, straight, straight out up. the door. If I, you know, if you get back emails, yeah. all that kind of stuff, it's just takes that you can deal with that later yeah. like it's still going to be there um but checking in with families it is really important to me and then sending off love to them and then being able to be on that walk and um yeah have a bit of space is great but i mean being in auckland i mean i bump into people all the time it's like i don't i don't think i ever have been on a walk and not said hey <laughs> yeah so it's oh, cool and then like for people who don't know, Hannah's yoga practice is like full noise, <laughs> next level Cirque du Soleil. Um, and what's that was from dance? My dancing years. That's dancing. So you grew up as a doing ballerina. Ballerina. Yeah. From a young age. Yeah. And then, and you said you did some cheerlead, like because you you do everything. surf, I did, I did do ski, some snowboard, snowboard, yeah, snowboard, yeah, yep, wakeboard. Um, I'm not that good at hand-eye coordination, even though I paint in cars. <laughs> I'm really not that good at tennis. <laughs> I could improve there. Yeah, I actually took it up when I was 12. I thought tennis, tennis. is going to be awesome because I really like those skirts. <laughs> and it was a fluke whether I was good or not. Same with golf. It's such a fluke. <laughs> oh, I should dabble at everything, but you've kept... Pers personally the yoga keeps me really like because I am such high energy the yoga is really good to bring me back and calm me down and at the end of um, if I'm you know preparing for a show and I'm doing long hours in the studio then I'll do a lot of yin so yep. at the end of a long day and my shoulders are aching and my back's aching then I'll just go to a yin class and really kind of bring my energy back down so I can have a good night's sleep um, it's a 
such a beautiful kind of thing to have in your life. And I love my yoga. I'm sorry, my yoga. I love my yoga. I do. But I also love my walking. Yeah. I used to do really high energy sports all the time. And I was just tired and hungry. And I was training for triathlons and doing lots of swims and, and cross training and cycling and running and mar- like half marathons, you name it. Yeah. But I realized like, you know, coming back to like, what's my purpose and what do I want to achieve in this life and as much as it makes you feel good and the endorphins are incredible I still feel I feel that good after a yoga class yeah. and for me um, being this high energy person that it just that's I need that quiet time um, so I can have the energy to be creative which is what I love and also then sharing that which is another passion of mine with the children up at Starship so those are my kind of like purposes is to bring a you know joy through my creative side and sharing art with the world, but also sharing my practice of um, creating with the kids. Mm. My yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but the, what what got you into the yoga? Because was it just the evolution from dancing, or was it um, at college? Or actually. I stopped, I stopped dancing because I chose education. I, I, yeah. um, it was either like go to Sydney, become a prima ballerina or keep studying and, and go to university. And I totally chose education. I mean, I had a chronic eating disorder. Um, I was underweight and, you know, I mean, that's just like so much pressure on your brain and your body's not mm. functioning properly because it just needs more food. Um, so I chose education and, and was very grateful for that because it gives me back so much more. But then I found a healthy connection with exercise and food. Mm. Um, and then when I got to university and I had moved out of home at that age, um, it was a way for me to reconnect with my mum. So we actually, there was a local yoga class in Great North Road at the time. And once or twice a week, my mum would meet there. And, you know, especially on a Saturday, we'd meet for yoga and we'd walk to, into Kingsland for a coffee. And it was something that we could do together because... I do like to sit around and chat, definitely, but my time is very precious, you know, like it's, you know, I've only got so much mm. time. So, and it was a really great way for mum and I to have that quiet downtime together and, and reconnect. Um, so, yeah, it started kind of through that, and then I just ended up loving it. I, just, I had started it through university. A girlfriend said, you should try yoga. Um, and that was a new market. And... And yeah, so it's a couple of, and then since then I've tried lots of other things, you know, with people going, oh, you should try triathlons and try this. And I go off and do them, but I always come back to actually, I just love walking and yoga and that's enough for me. Yeah. I look like I could go be a CrossFit chick. Like everyone goes, do you do CrossFit? I'm like, no, but that's my genetic makeup. Like I'm very muscly. I know that. Like I've been told my whole life. Um, but my granddad's like this, my mum's like this, and all my mum does is walk. So it's our genes, and um, hence actually, you know, stretching it out and yoga is just so good. And very meditative. Mm. Like I love meditation, but I'm much better at doing like a walking meditation than yeah. sitting meditation. That's actually quite Tony Robbins. He's, he's not a sit still person his whole morning. His morning routine's the same as yours, I think. It's like <laughs> crank the Tony. music, walk, we go way yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> get him on here, eh? Um, yeah, like the high. I think everyone is so different. I don't, 
I don't think there is one right way. I think there's there is absolute awesomeness in being still. Mm. But I actually have a lot of quiet, alone, still time sitting and mm. carving. So, like, people forget that. Like, they see me out all the time oh. exercising. I'm like, yeah, but I spend hours <laughs> by myself. And that's when I have my still, reflective time. If I don't have, and, you know, sometimes the music stops or sometimes the podcast stops and I have the silence and I have these really amazing hours of reflection and that's my quiet time mm. and when I'm you know carving it's so meditative or as you can see as I'm painting my little yeah. lines here it's yeah you kind of get lost in it but you also have your mind the monkey mind mm. going um so it's a really good practice that's my practice of meditation and you know calming myself down so it's good yeah and you mentioned the kids like you do fit a lot into your day but you've been doing all this work for starship and you've always volunteered time will be interested in like it's so cool that you've got a purpose that you recognize yeah it's pretty That's simple my, my, I, I keep on coming back to because I go is there more but I feel my purpose is actually just to bring a little bit of joy and when I'm around the kids it comes so naturally I, I adore kids. I think they're awesome. And there's been a, I suppose the connection really started when I first went to Africa. I was nine years old. And we landed in Johannesburg. And then there was, um, we went past these huge shanty towns. And I was like overwhelmed. At nine years old, I've been here, I am in little old New Zealand. And we're, it's beautiful here. But we've got space and greenery. And then there's these like fields of like shanty towns. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is just so different. And then we, where did we go? We ended up in the white side of town in this huge house and the pool. And it was like, it felt so wrong to me. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until later, I was 14. And that's when my dad had moved there and his farm um, had a, you know, his neighbor's farm was actually an age orphanage so these were kids that their parents had died of AIDS or they all actually all of them these kids had AIDS and we went and hung out with them and I was just really moved I like they were just awesome they were just so resilient and like running around and let's go see the pigs and the, and hang out and they just we just hung it was incredible and it was like I can I can do this this is easy like this is great so it's, you know, many years later when I had the more time, because obviously school and working and university, um, I, you know, wanted to get up to the hospital, um, Starship Hospital. And so now I've been there for six years as an art teacher, which is fantastic. And recently I've been doing more hours over the winter, um, had a bit more time on my hands to go in as a hospital grandparent. So like <laughs> I was like the youngest hospital grandparent by a few decades, but um, just spending one-on-one -on -one time with um, children who parents needed some relief to go and get a coffee and have a break or have a shower or that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, my passion was really back in the in the school with these kids that spend hours or days or actually weeks or months in, in hospital. Um, so it's, you know, being, going up there and bringing some inspiration and... Yeah, so I, I mentor a couple of kids at the moment. Um, one is this gorgeous girl, Kate, going through some chemo um, therapy, and she lives out of Auckland, but she'll be back in next week, and I'll head up there, and we'll do some... She's an incredible little artist as an eight-year-old, um, and we're working on some illustrations for the Starship Storybook, which will be great, and which sells and makes money for the Starship Foundation. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, working for Starship and 
raising money for Starship Foundation is a big thing for me, and uh, that's why I've been involved with the big egg hub for the last oh, two yeah. years. So I've done four eggs, two with the kids at Starship. So I take one up there, and then two myself. And the last one I ended up carving, which is wow. <laughs> a bit of a feat, like layering it with 40 layers of paint and then carving back into it. But it was beautiful. So yeah, and well pe- worth it. People don't know that they're... they're they're giant eggs, maybe they're probably a metre high and big, and they're on these plinths, and they go around to different kind of artists in New Zealand to be donated. Yeah. Correct, and then they're optioned off um, to each region. year. Yeah. But it's... It's uh, a fun project to be a part of, but it's, it simply takes a bit of time and effort. Wow. BMD did a great one. They did a live thing. Yeah, that was very cool. When it opened. It was awesome. Um, yeah, it's beautiful when... I guess you can be in a position to give back and to do like something you gra- gravitate towards. Like if you're good with kids, like not everyone is going to be, but they might be able to do something that's that that's natural to them. I Absolutely. think you know. I, yeah. it's, it's when not... anyone asks, like, how can like what's the easiest way I might do something that you love that mm. is so easy, like that you want to do anyway, and it happens to be giving back. So finding yeah. that part in the community and, and going and doing that that's the easiest thing like, yeah um yeah I think it takes a while to try and get beyond trying to emulate someone else when it's not the fit's not quite there and you think oh, i should be doing this yeah totally totally and there's oh. lots of things out there to be able to volunteer um you know there's yeah i think there's plenty of websites that you can look up and it can be only like a couple of hours a week mm. you know or even once a month finding something or there are so many things out there. Giving back to your community is so rewarding. Um, and, and you think it enhances your... It must keep your practice grounded. And oh, just, I, it's, it just gets me out of my own head. Yeah. You know, because I spend so many hours in the studio by myself, I mean, getting up to the hospital, and it's kind of a reality check every mm. week of like, well, this is like other things that are happening in the world, you know? And you realise that practice of gratitude of like how lucky you are and... But also trying to be an inspiration of, you know, what allowing them to go, oh, there are other things as well than other than this hospital. And we, mm. uh, the best thing is when you can get a whole group of kids and you're having conversation, like an open conversation about what's going on and what's happening to them or their families or how it's affecting them. and Or otherwise, what's you know, what movie have you been watching lately or books and, you know, getting them to communicate with one another because they spend hours by themselves in a hospital room. So getting them into one room and doing some art, which is like really the second part of what I really do. It's just getting a group of kids together to share and communicate and, and hang out. And luckily, we just make some really cool art as well, which is great. Yeah, it's really good. Not even luckily, but just that's the, what happens. We end up creating some pretty amazing things. Yeah. I bet. Um, oh, it's beautiful. You mentioned movies. Is there any documentaries, films that you are you into are you a film team I do person? I love watching films. Yeah. It's another thing if I've if I've gone through lots of net, um podcasts and, you know, all those things, sometimes if I'm carving it or any time actually, if I'm I can definitely stick a movie on and do some artwork. Just makes me sit down for like two hours without <laughs> getting up again. Is there yeah. anything you've seen lately or anything that's kind of at all time? Um, well, lately I, I went to see the documentary of Amy last oh, week. Oh, yes. Amy Winehouse. Um, I found that really, like, just a bit... Well, I mean, she's incredible, but I did find it really sad. And that, 
connection with her father and the boyfriend and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I really love movies, actually. When the Documentary Film Festival came out, I went to some incredible documentaries, which was amazing. Um, Sweet Mickey for President was very cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, movies are great. I mean, whether they're... Sometimes it's good just to get to a chick's flick and have a good laugh. Mm. <laughs> you know? um, but I, yeah, I love movies, definitely. That's what I'm very, very pleased to share an account with my uh, stepdad who's... Uh, got a Netflix oh, account, yeah. <laughs> so I can put some movies on, but I recently saw Unbroken, um, oh, was it Angelina Jolie, was it the running one? Yes, 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 yes. so that was, that was, that's a great book too, was the film good? It was yeah. good, I really enjoyed it, I did really enjoy it, um, it's good to, <laughs> I mean it makes you really grateful for not having to go through that, you know, it puts, again, puts, it helps put things into perspective. Yeah, I've always found that, that if, even if it's a movie I didn't quite enjoy, it gave me a different reality, yes. a different perspective, and just absolutely not good or bad. It was just a different observation, different. Because they can transport you movies. Eh? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I can get so. Mm. I remember coming out of Babel years ago and just being so like emotional and sad, and I had to go home for a couple of hours and just kind of really like have a good cry. Yeah. Like it was this one gun that had you know just destroyed so many families, and yeah, it was just like wow. Um, so yeah, a good movie can be really um, yeah affect you quite a lot. And we mentioned Tony Robbins. Yes. But is there any uh, books or kind of heroes you've had or artists that have? Um, kind of affected oh, you I, or over the years um, kind of come back to Eckhart Tolle yeah and a couple of his books which is always it's good um, I definitely love Tony because he's he's pop, like his energy is um, what's the word contagious contagious, words, yeah. contagious yeah it is because I you know everyone questions themselves sometimes and doubts themselves and I go oh like I was told when I was it, um, high school that I was over enthusiastic um, <laughs> and you know it wasn't a good thing and so I was like oh I should be a bit more subdued or I should not be like that and and then it's a reminder and it's like you know encourages you to surround yourself with incredible people that bring out the best of yeah. you and so I surround myself with these incredible positive beings that have similar energy that you can um, bounce off but grow and, and uh, fulfill one another's kind of like or just allow them to be them, be themselves and that's so it's well it's what you kind of need in this world really because if you surround yourself with people that don't like fit into how you think or feel then you can feel very isolated mm -hmm. and in this world um, community and people like it's all about people like, you can try and live by yourself for a long time, and, and it can work, but you grow so much more when you have others to reflect um, with and share with, and it just feels better. Like, it's awesome when you can share things. It's like standing on the top of a mountain by yourself is one thing, and it's in very inspiring to do things by yourself. I, li I like that. I do a lot by myself, but then it's so much more awesome when you can share that and have those memories to reflect back on together, which, you know, just makes it even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so people are pretty special. Well said. There's, you've got to see a film. It's, um, it's a short 
and it's the guy who's got the world records for having the most world records. Oh. And his energy is, and he runs his health food shop, and he, his dad wanted to be a lawyer, and he followed Sri Chimroy, the the guy who kind of believes in alignment through athletic performance. Yeah. And it's oh, so good. The energy's so contagious. I think, like you say, it's so important to surround yourself with people who kind of lift you up, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, is there one thing you couldn't live without? One thing... Is there an item or anything you kind of... I, I was going to say, because straight away I was going to say my girlfriend. I couldn't yeah. live without my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I recently... They've been reaching out to me more and, um, more, and it's been... I've, every time they've reached out to me, I've gone, oh, thank you, because... I get nervous to reach out. I mean, I live by myself in the studio and sometimes you go, oh, I don't want to interrupt someone or bother them. And so when they reach out, I am so grateful and, you know, and encourages me to go, oh, just reach out to them too. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I couldn't live without my girlfriends. They are fabulous. They're amazing. Um, and it's, you know, I could have more, but actually I you know, learned over the last couple of years that you don't need huge amounts of friends. You just need the really good ones that know, like, that you can go to whenever um, and that are there. And and even if you don't, even those ones that, like, you have them in your life and actually you might have a lot of time apart from them, but you're still so connected. Like, when you do mm. reconnect with them, it's like, you, you know, you saw them yesterday. Um, but you don't need lots and lots of friends. You just need really, really good ones mm. that connect with you, you know, like that... Um, yeah, uh, aligned with you and where you're going. So it's nice to have that, um, be supported, you know, feel supported and feel that love. Um, because I think we all have moments when we feel quite alone, but you know, it's, we're not, we're so not alone. Mm. We're surrounded by incredible people, but putting that energy out yourself, um, to connect with those good people. Yeah, it was... I was feeling a bit low a couple of days, well, maybe the last couple of days, and then my brother's friend, his dad was passing away, and he called up, just oh. emotional on the phone, and yeah. just reached out and wanted to let let us know, and yeah, suddenly kind of all this weight was lifted off me. It was strange. I'm like, I just, yeah, something about reaching out is contagious, and you wanted to reach out to someone else, and yeah, absolutely, um, and it, it it does it gets you out of your own head. I think it's. It was great because I've like now started reaching out to some other people and and they're really appreciative. Like, yeah. oh, thank you. You know, it's like no worries. Like, yeah. you, especially you when you're really, the more connected you become with yourself, and then you can really, you know, when someone pops into your mind, it's kind of like, well, there's a reason they popped into mm. your mind. So maybe if you reach out to them, you know, and and listening to that, listening to your gut feeling and and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's allowing that. There is that finding that balance and it's always like what what works for you is you can fill your life up with lots of things and people, but it's also allowing that space to listen to that gut mm. feeling. You know, it's that flow of like being with people, having space for yourself, having space for your family. Um, and yeah, I mean, sometimes it all gets a bit chaotic and it's all go. <laughs> and then, so trying to notice all of that and see where you're at along that journey and go, okay, well, this week's actually a bit quieter and why don't I leave it quiet? 
you know, and, and get more into my art and and because you never know, next week turns around and so someone calls up and this happens and, you know, it's all go again. So it's going with that flow. Yeah, I think it's funny when Trusting. I'm, I'm always looking for like a bit of quiet space when it's so busy and I get it and I start seeking for something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, totally, well, exactly. Just it's enjoy like, it while you've got it. What can I do? Yeah. What can I do? How can I fill the space? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. And so, if, like, since you do so much work with kids, I've always loved this question from uh, Tim Ferriss, which was the billboard question. Or okay. you could put it two ways, I think, the kind of advice for maybe your 18-year-old self or but you work with kids as well, so maybe it's a billboard, maybe it's advice for people who are a bit younger, but is there any one thing you've kind of come to grips with which you thought, oh, it would have been nice if I realised that 10 years ago? Um... It's definitely something I come back to and I even tell my, myself now. Um, but if you don't believe in yourself, then others will. But, like, um, I, you know, no one else is, like, no one else will if you don't have that. If it's got to start from mm. you. I mean, people do believe in yourself. Like, when you lose it, like, you lose your way, they're like, keep going, it's fine. But you still have to have that deep knowing of like, I can do this, and I do have the strength, and um, I will get through this, or, and, but just having that, yeah, I'm, I'm an artist, and you know, sometimes things feel like it's really quiet, and um, I'm not really creating that much, um, you know, more for my clients and stuff, and then, you know, the, a day later, I'll get an email and be like, right, we need 12, 12 originals, we need this going, and I'm like, you know, and it's, it's that going, okay, just trusting and letting go, like, I'm, I've always said I'm really lucky because I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an artist from a very young age. Like, I was never a fireman or a... I did actually want to be a paediatrician. <laughs> but, working, but that's working with kids, you know, and, and, um, and I do that, so I do part of that. But, you know, there was this... I had the ability to be a doctor, but I just my, my passion is my art. And, you know, it was just changing those subjects over to be like, actually, I don't want to do those subjects. I want to do art, and that's okay, and that's enough, and... Um, you know, there's so many different pressures from society. It's like most people said, you're going to be a poor artist. You know? And it's like, well, I, I might not make much money, but I have an amazing lifestyle, you know, and I can go to Bali for two and a half weeks and be inspired and um, come back and do this and, and spend some time up at the hospital. And, and I, I live the life that I would like to live. So if what I would tell a child is believe in yourself and know that if you want to live a specific life and um, and you don't want to live a corporate life or, or you do want to live a corporate life that anything that you want to do is okay and it is enough and just go do it beautiful yeah. I think we might have to wrap it up there cool I was going to say if I, I don't think I, I'm happy to live without anything really you know when you said like an object I was like I could kind of live without Yeah. I don't have to Yeah. a couple of years ago I sold everything in my house Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Except for my art, like a, I would, well, but art, I can, yeah. but I can find my. Um, is there one piece? Is there one piece of art you've kind of kept hung on to? Is there? It is that turtle. That turtle? turtle comes with me everywhere. Yeah, it's I been do about love that six turtle. Paintings before, and it became a turtle, and that was I think two thousand and six. Yeah. And it's on the cheapest canvas. It's big, but it's on the cheapest canvas because that's what I could afford at the time. And it's actually broken canvas behind, but you can't tell. And it's the first thing I hang in every studio or place. And it's just this beautiful, you know, turtle that mm. kind of follows me around. So, And I love the ocean. 
Um, that's one thing I could. But I could, if it went and someone else came in or it, it landed in someone else's place, then that would be okay too. And I know yeah. that they would love it. As long as they would love it. You know, yeah. like it's got to go. That's a joy. When you give something and someone, a client comes and picks up an artwork and they love it, you know that they're going to enjoy that. And that's the joy of like, you know, doing art for others. It's like they wake up to it every day. Mm. Enjoy it. So. Oh, you're an inspiration, Hannah. It's Thanks. Thanks, so Doug. Cool. Thanks for coming to my studio today. Thanks for having me. That was awesome. And the chocolate. Beautiful. <laughs> the chocolate, yeah, cake. chocolate and tea <laughs> yeah. are good friends. It just doesn't. It seriously doesn't get. If we're at the beach this. right now, I think that yeah, would be awesome. I think we're, yeah. you know, if we're looking at the we'll ocean. We'll do round two podcast <laughs> at the beach this summer somewhere after a surf. And, after a surf, yeah. that would be incredible. But it's raining outside, and it's nice to be inside and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Post yoga sometimes. class. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It had a nice lunchtime class, which was lovely. So. Beautiful, Hannah. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Will do. Keep believing. <laughs> I will do. Oh, how good was that, right? So good. Um, yeah, that was just a joy to, to catch up with Hannah and, and see her process, well, see it and hear it. Um, and she was multitasking, multi-talented. She was painting this, uh, painting at the same time for this commission, uh, this African scene, but very cool. And uh, if you're interested in her work, make sure you check out her site, Hannah Jensen, I think it's .co.nz. I've put all the links in the show notes because um, her, her originals are obviously quite expensive. They're really time, labor-intensive, and uh, I think... You know, kind of talking six, ten thousand, um, depending on size. But she does prints, which are really affordable and and they're really beautiful too from her originals. So uh, you can check out her prints. I think they're about sixty and eighty, sixty eighty dollars. Um, and there's cards. So yeah, there's definitely a way to get get a little uh, piece of joy from Hannah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if there's one thing to take out of that, it's yeah, life is what you make it. Believe in yourself. Choose what you want to do, um, and try and add that little bit of joy to to what you do. And then, when you trust, you can let go, and you can maybe be as uh, happy as Hannah. <laughs> All going well. Again, hope you dug it. Any reviews, comments would be much appreciated. Tanya's episode will be out in a few days with that juice giveaway. Um, Hannah also show, has a show coming up October twenty first, uh, which is at the Foxes Island Cellar in Auckland, I think that's in Ponsonby, but yeah, I'll put that in the notes as well, um, have a super week, keep living the dream people, think less and experience more, and maybe sing the outro, do a little bit of karaoke, it's good for the soul, good for the heart, good for the weight loss, <laughs> ciao for now.